0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Business of Fitness podcast with me, Molly Herford, and I am so excited to have a repeat guest on today. We are back with Kate Verano of Zwift. She is one of the key women involved in bringing us the Tour de France Femmes of Zwift. And with the tour coming up in just a couple of weeks here, I am so stoked to chat with her. Uh, And really, we get into kind of all of the business side of the Tour de France Femmes Avec Zwift, what it means for a company to make this kind of commitment in women's cycling, why the name Tour de France Femmes Avec Zwift is so damn important that we say it if we want to keep it happening, uh, if we want to keep companies sponsoring, whether it's teams, whether it's individuals, whether it's races, uh, just the importance of acknowledging that, uh, you know, that work. And As someone who does do, you know, a little bit of sponsorship, whether it's with, whether it was with my Shred Girls books or the Strong Girl publishing company that I now run, or uh, my other business, with my husband, the coaching business, The Consummate Athlete, which is also our podcast, we do sponsor a lot of different things. And, uh, you know, I completely understand where she's coming from with the importance of having, you know, not necessarily everyone owes you something because you took a chance on sponsoring something, but... It is important to acknowledge that fact, and, you know, this is something I write about in even my book, The Athlete's Guide to Sponsorship. Huge thing is just making sure that you're actually mentioning those sponsors that are paying for your, your lifestyle. So that's just sort of a, a big chunk of what we got into and kind of also talking about just how she's trying to make sure she is enforcing that to try to keep the the future of this this race alive. Um, so it's it's a really interesting conversation. And also, I think it's a really great topic, even uh, whether you work for another company or if you personally are thinking, you know, I want my small business to get out there more. Uh, there is a chance that obviously you're probably not uh, at a budget where you're thinking about sponsoring the Tour de France Femmes. But uh, what about a local race? And, you know, what about the women's race at a local event? You know, can you do, put up prize money for for that local women's cycling or running race or just the women's category. Um, so I think we can really think about this stuff on a small business local level for sure, not just think about it in this, this global conversation. Um, but honestly, the other exciting thing about having Kate back on the podcast is just the way women's cycling has truly exploded in the past year, uh, You know, largely in part Thanks to having this women's iteration of the Tour de France, like the importance of that, Um, while I do talk about the fact that I don't want these other races that have been doing women's races for years and years and years to get left behind as some of these races realize, oh, right, a women's field matters. um, I do think for the sport of cycling to have that growth, to have that, uh, you know, women actually making money riding their bikes, um, I do think we need big races like Tour de France actually bringing in women's, women's fields. Um, and actually, it's funny, I was just interviewing a rider who's going to be at the Tour de France Femmes Racing, uh, and she was actually saying to me, it's funny, now she's listening to younger riders talk. Uh, bear in mind, she's 27, talking about the younger generation of riders. Uh, she was telling me, younger riders are now actually in it for the money. And I was like, that is the greatest thing that I have ever heard in my life. Um, While it's amazing and wonderful that for so long, women cyclists were in it for the love of the sport and the reason they got into it was because they love riding their bikes. I think there is something that's just freaking magical about the fact that there can be women who are in this for the money. Like absolutely good on them. I'm sure they love cycling. Like let's be real, they're not making that much money, but like to be able to be in it to get a paycheck is just phenomenal progress from where we were, you know, just a few short years ago. So yay for the fact that now we can be in it for the Benjamins. All right, without further ado, let's get into this chat with Kate Verano of Zwift and talking all about the Tour de France Femmes of Vex Zwift. Uh, PSA, hold a watch party, by the way. Uh, By the time we do the next episode, Tour de France Femmes, I believe, will... Just be about to start. It'll be starting in like three days from the next episode. But time the time is now to start planning. Ask your local sports bar to broadcast it. Uh, plan a get together with friends, plan a bike shop viewing, whatever it takes. Just make sure if you're listening to this and you're planning on watching the race, uh, bring a couple friends along for the ride. That's how we grow cycling, women's cycling fan base. So without further ado, enjoy this chat with Kate Baronow. All right, Kate Verano, back on the Business of Fitness podcast. Kate, it is so great to see you and to see you at home again. It must feel really nice to be there.
1: Bonjour, it is. I'm very happy to be home. And yeah, it's uh, already, we're now two months away from the race. So I can't wait.
0: I know. And what's wild is like when I started making a list of questions for you, I was like, exciting times, Perry roubaix just finished. And I literally wrote these questions like last week. It's not yeah. like I wrote them a month ago, but it feels like it's been like two seconds since Harry Rube of X Swift was done, and it was a hundred days to go till the tour.
1: Mm-hmm. I know life flies at you fast here. Now it's less than sixty.
0: Yeah, that's terrifying. Actually, for my own racing, I keep a countdown calendar or a countdown thing on my oh, phone. Nice. So up here and suddenly it's at 22 days and I don't know how that happened. Like when last I checked, it was 160. So <laughs> I'm uh, I'm a little upset with how time is going. <laughs> so what, uh, what does 60 days out look like for you as, you know, the person who sort of is like the the I don't even know what to what to call you around your title when it comes to the Tour de France, femmes avec Zwift. like all all powerful, fearless leader. Like what's <laughs> what's the exact title we're working with these days?
1: Uh, yeah, I guess I get to represent our um, our investment in the race and our kind of investment in the growth of women's cycling. It's uh, the best job in cycling, like I like to say. Um, the feeling right now is. Is fabulous. You know, last year it was sort of like, you know, fingers crossed. It's all so it's so exciting because it's the inaugural edition, and now we have already proven that this was a, a massive success. That audiences want to come out. That the racing is phenomenal. Um, that sponsors are you know clamoring to get on board because it it was such a big success. So now it's sort of like, wow, like how do we ride this wave? How do we build off this momentum? Um, How do we get more people on board? Um, It's like we just proved such a great case. And um, I'm loving seeing the impact of that first year. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, do you feel like, I think we've kind of touched on this before when you and I have been talking kind of offline. Do you feel like year number two actually is more important than year one? Because I would actually argue, I think year two is more important than year one when it comes to is this race going to be like an established thing or is it like we've unfortunately seen with so many women cycling things that like big deal flash in a pan and then just kind of like slowly fades away or just Mm -hmm. blinks out as we've seen with some of the other women's races that for lack of a title sponsor have just they're off the map
1: Absolutely. Um, Yes, there's no kind of resting on the fact that, oh, wow, look, last year was really successful. Last year was pretty easy sell. First Women's Tour de France in over 30 years. Um, That was easy to get the media on board, easy to get sponsors on board. Um, The racing itself, you know, is the first time that, that that big of an audience watched women's racing. So now the exciting thing is, is that, that race was a catalyst for more investment, more development, more visibility. So now we've built up more fans and we've already seen this year, um, you know, the increase in viewership, the incredible racing. I mean, the characters now, I mean, like, especially the first like 20 races of the year, it was insane. Like different riders winning constantly and great team tactics, Um, women's cycling is like, it's truly cycling 2.0. It's like new personalities, new action. It's more suited for modern audiences. And I think we are, um, we're really seeing that, that this is, uh, bringing new fans to the sport and new sponsors to the sport. So yes, year two is incredibly, incredibly important to show that this is a sustainable model, that this is something that is going to continue to grow, um, that this that the whole cycling um, ecosystem, you know, for, for on the women's side of things is here to stay and is going to continue to draw that viewership, the, that investment um, and just really become, you know, a premier, you know, premier sporting events. 100
0: percent. Yeah. It's funny. I was actually just interviewing uh, Cassia nui the Polish racer, who was third in the GC at Tour de France Femmes of x wift last, last year. Oh, my. I love her. Like new biggest fan right here.
1: <laughs> well, her fans are the best, by the way. Have you seen them? They have like full flags of her face on them. And like I, I was bu- I was checking into a hotel last year and there was like a fan club. They're all wearing Cassia gear. It, amazing. it was amazing. So oh, that, that's how that's how magnetic she is.
0: And that's what we need to have happening in women's cycling, right? Is that like just intense fan base growing? Because I mean, if you've been to, you know, anyone listening, if you've ever been to a race in Europe, like it's not just that the racing is amazing. It's that the fans are amazing. Like when you think about even just like when you, you know, I've been more in cyclocross. So you'd see like the amount of Sven-Nice gear that people (laughs) would be wearing. You're like, you are literally wearing like 500 euros worth of like, Spend Nice merch. Yep. So if you think about like how even just how much money that brings directly to the teams, like that alone, but then even just like the fact that the fans are so like vehemently passionate, like that, like that's what really drives, I think, sponsors into the sport Mm -hmm. and drives the sport forward. But getting back to so I was talking to Cassie about this, and you know, we were talking about how amazing Tour de France Femmes is and how exciting it is that we have it. And but we were also talking about the fact that there's all these other smaller women's races that have been around for decades. Um, And, you know, unfortunately we have lost a couple of them that hopefully will be back in the next couple of years. Um, But there are even some smaller ones that will presumably potentially be in trouble if, you know, Milan San Remo happens for women. There's Mm -hmm. a couple of races that might get booted off the calendar because of it, or at least like will be much smaller. But then as we talked about that and we like kind of got like down on it, we realize no this is a huge opportunity because women's cycling has traditionally had two phases. You're a junior racing, your local Mm stuff, And then boof UCI women's world tour. There's not really a whole lot of that like middle ground. True. Um, So I think actually a lot of these women's races that have been around for a long time are going to serve as amazing. They're going to continue to serve as amazing races and could be feeder races for these UCI world like women's world tour teams
1: building that building those layers exactly I mean, that's, that's part of the growth of the sport and there's going to be some pain points but it is part of the the you know the growth of the sport yeah like
0: that's that's how we develop the sport and i mean you're seeing it a lot of the teams now like Canyon Shrimp has a developmental program now and i don't know that they would have that if races mm-hmm. like Tour de France Femmes of X-Wift didn't come online and give them a reason to like be trying to bring riders through the pipeline mm
1: mm-hmm. mhm that's what I'm really excited about. That for this next phase of women's cycling is the development teams, and is you know okay, great. We've established world tour minimum salaries. You know some of the biggest races in the world now, but now it's like that 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 middle and sort of like but between amateur and pro. Exactly. You know, there's so much uh, development that needs to happen, and so as teams, you know, get. Bigger investment, and as they draw more sponsorship and more visibility, they're going to be able to create those development teams and create those opportunities to have that, you know, stepping into the pro, you know, mm-hmm. ranks. It's great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's also interesting. Like, we've seen traditionally all men's teams now are adding women's teams. And I think, like, I think women's cycling needs both. We need the teams that are solely like women focused, like Canyon men's SRAM, same. but so awesome. To see these other teams bringing, like having women's programs.
1: Exactly. Like you said, both of them are really necessary and really, um, the, some of the men's teams are doing it really right where they're, um, you know, using their men's teams, they're sharing resources, um, they're promoting parity. um, you know, they're they're celebrating the women's side of things and trying to point a spotlight um, on their women's teams. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's really important for the future of the sport because they have built these strong bases and these strong partnerships. Mm -hmm. And I think that they're seeing some really um, great feedback from that. Some really great success from those women's teams,
0: which I think you and I have said over and over again, it's not just like, morally good or ethically good to have a women's team or to have equal payouts or any of that. No, it's really smart marketing. It's really smart business.
1: Yep, <laughs> it is. I'm telling you, women's cycling right now, it is, to me, it's so much more of an exciting offer to audiences and sponsors. Um, it's, it's just, it's what, what, you know, viewership is kind of leaning towards right now is the, the shorter, punchier new personalities, new characters. I mean, anybody that watched, um, you know, Allie Jackson cross the line, get off her bike and start dancing after winning one of the most grueling races in the world, you know, knows how much the women's side of the sport has to offer the future of the sport.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I mean, not, not for nothing. If I was a sponsor, I would be going to women's cycling partially because in any race, there are at least 20 women who could potentially win. Like, and it wouldn't be surprising if they won. And then there's another 50 who might win (laughs) and you'd be surprised again, like Allie Jackson, you'd be surprised, but you're not shocked. Yep. Um, and I think to me, I'm like, I would much rather be putting my dollars toward like the one in 20 shot of like this person versus like in men's where you have like the
1: big three yeah. that are going to
0: win your race. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about that, too, is like the how much like it, just how much faster it's getting, how much um the, the competition, the level is just rising and um this year that's the other thing i'm very excited about it like t- year two of the tour is year one the women didn't really know what they were getting into it's exciting there's a big there's a women's tour to france boom let's do this <clears throat> they said that each day of that race was the hardest race they had ever done <laughs> and it was eight stages this year and then you have all of, like the media circus around it all the interviews they had to do and media obligations, sponsor obligations intense. This year, they know what they're getting into. Teams okay. know what they're getting into. I'm seeing Ryder spending a lot of time at altitude right now. Um, they, you know, they know what each day is going to, you know, they know like the intensity of each stage it's going to bring. So you're going to see just uh, some incredible day-to-day battles. Um, I can't wait just for the action this year because women's racing has just been off the charts this year in terms of just fun to watch and surprising and I mean guaranteed Demi's having the season of her life and can she hold that through tour we'll see but Uh, it's been really fun to watch we've seen workhorses like Allie Jackson and Marlon Rooser, you know take you know big wins we've seen breakout performances um I just I love it it's uh I'm glued to my tv every weekend you know know. whatever race is going on and I can't believe I have that much opportunity to watch
0: I think that's the great part. Yeah. I would say the, the women's coverage, it, it started out, there were a couple of races where it was a little shaky, we're going to yeah. say, but, uh, I would say it's, it's definitely like on the upswing as far as yes. like the, the ability to watch it, especially in the, in North America. Uh-huh. yeah it's it's funny when I was writing like riders to watch I've written that article for bicycling for like three years and I was like when I got it this year I was like oh no I'm just gonna have to like retread the same stuff I wrote last year and then I started really like digging yeah. in and like looking at it and I was like oh oh yeah it's it's maybe the same riders in the list with like a couple a couple editions and a couple obviously people have left for different reasons but like <laughs> uh for the most like but the reasons they're on the list have actually like changed Yep. And now it's not just like, oh, Van Vluten, Van Vluten. Van... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so I was going to ask about what the buzz for for this year for Tour de France Femmes of Xwift Ica- Zwift is like, I mean, what, what are you hearing? Like, who's ex- like, I mean, obviously everyone is excited, but like, what's give me some like hot gossip. Like what's exciting. What's like, what's happening.
1: Um, The first three stages are going to be fire. I mean, it is like you're you're not gonna want to miss a minute of those first couple stages because they're hard. There's no, you know, with an eight-day stage race, there's there's no real sitting in, and especially the nature of women's racing, the attacking style. Um, the teamwork has really been elevated. So you're gonna see some some really crazy team tactics. Um, I'm just I I cannot wait. I think it's it's just gonna be really kind of edge of your seat kind of racing. Uh mm-hmm. there's there's no terrain that's sort of like oh we'll just cruise through this section. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. intense. So, and so- we are going to see a full stage for um full um coverage for the tourmalet stage which is going to be fireworks. Nice.
0: Now, we kind of have alluded to it a couple times here that women's racing tends to be shorter, punchier. Uh, Mm -hmm. compared to the men's and I actually was just talking to Kristen Armstrong about this last week and I'm I'm sure you've heard her say this before but I love her take on it and that's that like it's not that women's racing needs to get longer and like more drawn out to meet the men's
1: actually it would probably be better if the men's trimmed a little bit (laughs) I'm completely aligned I mean Kristen and I I love that woman so much um. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I I actually made the mistake of saying that to a French newspaper last year when they were like, well, does, does the women's stage, you know, when is it going to be 21 stages, women's tour going to be 21 stages? I said, well, maybe the men should be less. And the, I got, I got quite a look, <laughs> but it's true <laughs> it's though, like for modern audiences. Um, and, you know, and especially all the new fans that are coming to cycling, people don't have the time to watch 21 stages. I mean, I'm watching Giro recaps every day. I'm lucky if I get the 40 minute recap. Um, but you just, you just don't have the time. So I think that, you know, I I think that, that, that we could be introducing, you know, a more successful future model for the sport.
0: I think so. And to be honest, I don't think you'd even really hear any complaints from the the men racing. I think no. they'd probably rather take a few less race days, yeah. maybe like a little shorter, uh, yep. you know. we, we That's saw why Najiro. when anybody ever,
1: yeah, when anybody does, you know, kind of say, oh, the women's needs complete parody at 21 stages. I'm like, listen, go talk to the riders, talk to the riders, talk to the teams, mm-hmm. listen to what they want because it's not that.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I thought it was super interesting. And actually the the track is a really good example of this. I don't know if you saw the new 2025 regulations, they just changed. Ooh, they actually, yeah. they increased, like it was like uh, for individual time trial, it was like the 1k for the men and 500 meters for the women. And now it, they're both doing 1k, but Ooh. in the scratch race, they actually dropped the men's yes. to the women's. Like I from 15 to 10. So I was like, I'm so glad that they're looking at these things critically and thinking about like, not just like, oh, we'll just bring the women to the distance the men are doing. It's what's going to be the best race for both, both the men and the women. So good.
1: Uh, I love just hearing that. Yeah. Cycling is getting a little bit more flexible and changing to, you know, know, to meet the needs of both, you know, riders and uh, audiences. Mm hmm.
0: Okay, here's the deal. You wanna take control of your health, of your life, but honestly, who has the time to go into the doctor, get the requisition for all the blood work, and then go to the lab and actually have that blood drawn, then wait weeks for the doctor to get back to you with the results? No, absolutely not. Inside Tracker is the way to go. And bonus, you can do it from the comfort of your own home with their mobile blood draw. It is so easy. Oh my gosh, so convenient, so safe, so reliable. All you have to do is when you order your inside tracker panel, you actually just add the mobile blood draw option and then boom, suddenly you have a lab tech at your house at a time that works for you to take your blood. We did this last month. And honestly it was the easiest experience I have ever had with blood draws in my life. So convenient. And then the turnaround on the results is so quick and instantly you get this whole view of what is going on inside you with all of the important biomarkers that you need as an athlete, as an entrepreneur, as a go-getter. So definitely, definitely check them out. Save time in your day. Add time to your life with Inside Tracker's mobile blood draw. And if you visit insidetracker.com backslash feisty, you get 20% off today. That's insidetracker.com backslash feisty to get 20% off today. Now, logistically with tournament films of Swift, is there anything different this year like that has changed after year 1 that you were like, okay, we need to we need to, you know, adjust how this happened or fix this or you know, reconfigure this? Any any changes even from like the we- viewers won't notice it, but it happened on the back end?
1: Um, not that I can really think about. Um, I mean I'm more excited just about some iconic additions like a you know the Tourmalet and a Time Trial. Um I l- also really love that the race is going to stand on its own this year. It's not starting in Paris, it's going to start in Clermont-Ferrand on its own and that town is so excited. It's a really classic tour town and they're really embracing the race. So, uh yeah, I I, I can't think of anything Oh, you know what there is it's going to be seven riders per team, which is great. Last year, there was six uh, with more teams. This year, will be the, there'll be seven riders per team and less teams, Ooh. which honestly, I think that's the right call in terms of some of those, um, some of the teams that to in order to have parity at 24 teams each, some of those teams were probably not quite up to the caliber to race uh, at that level. So I think mm-hmm. that this will make for a better, safer race as well.
0: And this comes down to what we talked about earlier with the, you know, the more women's races we have on the calendar, the more, you know, opportunities those other teams are going to have to, you know, get ready to come up to this level.
1: Exactly. Again,
0: like you would never expect a guy to go from racing in, you know, junior races or like, you know, kind of his local stuff to like, boom, you're in the Tour de France. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah admittedly, I, I think I've said it to you before, like, I did when I was a kid sort of think Tour de France was literally the only bike race that existed. Like, if you race bikes, you just you raced the Tour de France. that's
1: what most people thought, honestly. Like, I I mean, I still tell people all the time, you know, like, you know, it's it's so much fun to talk about Tour de France Femme Vic, Swift, because everybody knows the Tour de France. Like, no matter if you know anything about cycling, you know Tour de France. And most people would not know even the Giro d'Italia, you know? So, oh, yeah. It is pretty cool that, uh, that, you know, it, this is something that's just, uh, so universal. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What are you most nervous about for this year? Like what's, what's our, I hate to say worst case scenario, but like, are there any things that are like, you're like a little I mean, stressed on?
1: Always COVID honestly. Cause COVID we've seen, you know, oh, the impact God, yeah. at the zero. I mean, COVID, weather, you know, like some of the things that happened to Giro. I mean, I think that in July in France, it's, you know, better chances of, of pretty good weather. I mean, you know, when I get some rain, that's fine. Um, no, I think uh, I just want everybody to get there nice and healthy, you know, so we have a great race. and every, You know, because, it's you know, there's always things that happen. It's racing. Um. So I yeah. I don't think there's anything I'm super nervous. About. I hope like you know those first couple stages are going to be pretty gnarly, and I don't want any like the, the big hitters being taken out early. Mm-hmm. Um. But you never know. It's bike racing, right? So mm-hmm. I think. Um. I'm I'm very confident about people showing up to watch. I'm very confident about the coverage. Um, I thought the coverage was wonderful last year, the commentary, and um, just in general, like, uh, you know, the level, the quality of coverage, and be able to really watch the race. So Mm -hmm. I think, um, yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's gonna be a really good one.
0: I love it. Also, I mean, people can't see this happening, but I feel like you have a dog that's like War of the Worlds level machine. Like I he did. was laying on the bed behind you and the way he just like stood up <laughs> with his long, big legs and
1: his massive... 155 pound Grey Dane that looks like Batman. Yeah,
0: that's
1: great. Hey Bruce. <laughs> one,
0: one of these days we are going to get him and DW together and it's going to be a. Oh, he loves little dogs. He loves them dogs. <laughs> DW loves the big boys, so I think it'll be a match made in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> now okay we talked about this sort of offline before we started recording but I do want to get into you know why the name of the race is important I think it's it's super important that we we put this on the record and get this out yes. there again for people who just have heard me say it a bunch of times it is Tour de France Femmes Avec Zwift, um, which is a acronym that I've gotten like way too good at typing at this point. Um, But why does it matter that people get the title correct?
1: Uh, Tour de France Femmes Avec Zwift. You know, this sport is built on sponsors. That's just the model of the sport. You know, EF Education, TIBCO, Silicon Valley Bank, and Yumbo Visma. I mean, it's all it's all sponsor driven. And the future of the sport is is dependent on that investment from sponsors so you know you need to you need to say the full name of the race because that just is you know that's the kind of visibility that sponsors need that they're paying for um they they want to show their support and they want to do it in a loud proud way and we're so thrilled to get behind this race but it is it is important in order for me to continue to get my company excited about not only just the return on investment, but the, just the notoriety that comes with such an incredible event. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to do this for eternity. I want to be able to, I want this to be like the best business decision we ever made. Because I mean, when it comes down to it, this is a business. And for, you know, cycling to build a sustainable future, for women, cycling to build a sustainable future, we need to get more sponsors behind it. And I want to be able to tell every other company out there, what a great investment this was and how thrilled I am, how thrilled we are as a company. It's not only just an incredible purpose-driven initiative, but it's also makes great sense for our business. Mm -hmm. And that's just something that is a, it's a fact of life. And I'm thrilled that this is where we decided to invest our capital. So, um, and it's working for us, honestly, it's great, but I do get a bit frustrated when, you know, that, a VEC Zwift is dropped because, you know, it then don't complain to me when there's ever a struggle to get, you know, companies to get behind races or to invest in teams or races.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, this has been the model for, I mean, the Tour de France specifically for since its inception, it was a bike race created by a newspaper in order to sell subscriptions. Like that's literally the reason literally. the Tour de France happened. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, this yep. this has actually been a race that has been a like subscription service based yep. race. And <laughs> I get it race. It's
1: a little trickier with Bay Femme of X Wift and Tour de France Femme of Swift because you have Peru Bay and you have Tour de France. Um, and they don't have title sponsors in the name. And they've been more. Yeah. Anymore. Anymore, right? For the first sure. like 60
0: freaking well, meanwhile, years. Meanwhile, so. everybody
1: says Amstel Gold, you know? So you it's know just, it is, it is really important. And it makes me also take a second with team names um, to make sure because. I I want to support those companies that are getting behind this. I believe in the future of women cycling, and I want to give them the credit. And I also want, you know, I just want to recognize their investment. It's important, you know, get behind companies that get behind women's sports. Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, before we, you know, if anyone's like grumping and saying, we don't say Tour de France presented by ASO, that's because ASO is already making a buttload of money off of the tour. Like that's literally their business. Yep. So <laughs> that's why we don't have to say it. <laughs> um, the name recognition is not what they need. Uh, no. so yeah. Talk to us again in like 2085 when it's been going for like 60 years. And then yes. maybe we can talk about dropping the event.
1: Uh, but exactly Exactly. I do like I am going to push really hard these first couple years especially though because we have a four-year sponsorship and I do want that to be you know a 10 15 20 year I want us to be inter you know intertwined with the race I want us to be synonymous with the race um it's it's something that we help build and I'm excited about it and I think it's been a real game changer so
0: a hundred percent it is Um, And I mean, in the business side of things, I think you kind of alluded to it there. Have you seen more, you know, people coming in to support women's cycling, whether it is at the race level or the team level, or even just more, you know, women coming, I don't know if you even have numbers from Zwift, if more women are getting out and riding, what's, what's been sort of the downstream?
1: Yeah, you know, we know it's going to be a bit of a long play, but definitely already seeing a big impact. Um, And and just in general, uh, the the first place you see honestly is just on social media. Like uh the the you know the writers, uh their their followings going way up, the race's followings going right way up, audiences going way up. Um, so all of that's just gonna continue to trickle down. I love seeing like just recently the Joe Martin women's race had I think 120 starters. And that just to me does point to, wow, moving in the right direction. So I'm very excited about just in general, you know, so far, you know, there's a lot of um, indicators that show that this is having an impact. Uh, And I, you know, you get excited when you see like little girls watching the race or little boys watching the race and kind of normalizing women's pro cycling. Um, it's going to take some years to really see this big impact, but you're already seeing, like I said, a lot of indicators and in growth.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I think even just you can see it obviously in that, like we said, there's like 20 women now who are contesting for the wins. And I think it's because teams are now putting a lot more budget into the women's uh, fields. And, you know, Cassia uh, Nuitama was just saying, like, you know, when she first started, like, no women's teams were paying attention to marginal gains or, like, you know, yeah. these little tweaks because they just didn't have the budget. They didn't have the resources. And yep. now, you know, for the big teams, like, they're operating like the big men's teams. Like, they're actually doing all of the things. Um so- and you know that's super cool. I think you know a lot more teams are thinking about their development model. They're thinking about who's the next up and coming women's riders. And again, if I was if I was like putting money in cycling, I'd be looking for yeah, who's the next <laughs> you know up and comer women women's racer because like oh my gosh, return on investment amazing, huge. Huh. Okay. Uh, when, you, when you kind of look back to last year, were there any amazing like viewing parties or events or anything that you got to see or heard about? Or I, I imagine you didn't get to go to many since you were, you know, there. Um, but w- were there any that got you like super stoked?
1: I heard a lot of bike shops watching it. I know I sent a bunch of caps to the sports bra in Portland. I'm I'm obsessed
0: with the sports bra in Portland. (laughs) I've been here like it has just kept coming up in conversation to the point lately where I'm like, and I've heard I knew what like I heard about it when it opened, but for some reason every week I'm hearing someone new is like telling me about it. I'm like, I might have to go to Portland. Like,
1: yeah. Literally I know. Just to there's also another one, a really big women's sports bar, um, big in size. Was, uh, like I just saw pictures called Rough and Tumble in Seattle. So I love hearing that. Um, Pacific yeah,
0: Northwest, you're just crushing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I highly encourage viewing parties. I think it's a great way to, you know, especially if you have a couple of people that kind of know what's going on and a bunch of people that don't, And it's a great opportunity to educate people on just... Um, the intricacies of racing, you know, the race within the race within the race. And Mm -hmm. uh, once you, like, I remember my, the first few times I watched Tour de France and you're just like, why doesn't somebody just ride off? Like, you know, and and until you start to understand the nuances, uh, it's, then it's just fascinating. Like, what a great sport. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Last year, you also had, you mentioned the caps, some fantastic merch, Uh, you know, the, you know, what are, I guess, what can we expect this year? And have, what are the hashtags we're, we're thinking about here just to get everybody ready for this?
1: Well, Watch the Femme was so popular last year. We're going, we're leaning in hard to that. So we're bringing back a new 2023 edition Watch the Femme cap where you'll flip the brim, you know, for the Watch the Femme. Um, and you'll be seeing that all over social. And we're actually even going to be having it uh, on our website for sale this year with proceeds going to the Cyclists Alliance, going right back to oh, fantastic. The Peloton. So things like it. that, I'm so excited about. Um, And we will be at the race loud and proud with that big, bold Viz ID for the race, Um, that that sort of orange and pink, our brand colors, kind of, you know, giving the race a, a fresh look and, and really making it stand out from the men's race. You know, you have all those iconic elements, but it's good to also feel like its own event. Mm-hmm. I
0: love it. I love it. Although Allison Tetrick still owes me a white and black print watch the fems t-shirt <laughs> She swears she had one saved for me at some point so I need I'll to talk like, to her. I need to bully her into getting me that for this year because I mean you know me I don't do I don't do bright I think actually last year I did wear your cap several times yes, and it was the only like piece of color that I've worn in years so it was that important <laughs> <laughs> um, okay last thing we have to talk about who are your podium picks for this year
1: Ooh. Okay. So, uh, I mean, Demi Bullering is on fire right now. And I know, you know, Anamiek has a target on her back and I, you know, I think, uh, uh, I don't think we should judge, uh, Anamiek's early season by like, Oh, whether she has it this year, she will have something. She will have a lot of firepower. She might even just be, you know, saving it to peak just at the right time. I'm so excited to see what Cassia and this really growing uh, team of Canyon SRAM, like some, they have some incredible firepower on their team. So of course that that podium from last year is going to be back in serious contention. But I get excited about like Veronica Ewers. I get excited about um, Gaierolini from Trek. I mean, can she can she contest Anna on that long climb on the Tourmalet? So there's some, uh, you know, of course it's going to be it's going to come down to the climbers because of that stage seven. But um, I could see people like uh, Leanne Lippert and other people taking stages that uh, I would love. I'd love to see, um, you know, I like, is Chloe racing and is she going to be on fire because she just showed up and is just kicking ass and taking names. So there's a lot to be excited about.
0: So much. Yeah. Oh man. Well, it's going to be very exciting. So before we let you go, tell everyone the dates, the places yes. to watch, how to so, follow all the Tour de
1: France, yeah, Tour de France Femme of Zwift is back July 23rd through 30th. And I would say, you know, you can you can um just look at uh, our Instagram at GoZwift or Latour Femme uh, Instagram to just kind of follow along to see where it's going to be broadcast, you know, for you, it'll be on Peacock and NBC in the U S and, uh, Eurosport GCN, um, and Europe and, uh, SBS Australia. I mean, really wide coverage. So, um, as you get closer to the race, make sure you either head to the the website or our Instagram to find out how to watch.
0: Perfect. Ah, awesome. Well, Kate, as always, such a pleasure chatting with you. You so excited for July. (laughs) All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. All right. We'll talk to you all soon. All right, I hope you enjoyed that chat with Kate. I definitely finished it inspired, excited, so stoked for the race itself. I will definitely be watching every stage very excitedly. Uh, and I also am gonna be doing a lot of content for Bicycling Magazine. Uh, and. It will be over on bicycling.com. I'll be sharing some of it on social, but to be honest, I've been writing a whole lot lately, so I do not always get around to sharing every article, but definitely keep an eye out because I have interviews with a bunch of racers. I have some stuff from Kate herself, uh, some great content from Kristen Armstrong, two-time gold medalist, uh, and just some really fun stuff coming up around Tour de France Femmes of X-Swift. So definitely head over and check it out. And honestly, this is another one of those cases where the more clicks, that the site is getting on the women's content, uh, the better the odds are that we're going to continue to be able to cover it uh, and the more coverage we're going to be able to do. Uh, so it does really matter that people are actually showing up and checking this stuff out. So, seriously, Don't just and don't just check bicycling.com. Check all of the cycling sites like flood your browser with clicks on Tour de France Femmes of X-Swift on women's cycling in general, uh, because those view numbers like that's what keeps sponsors in the game. So if we want to see the sport grow, uh, definitely just keep the eyeballs on, keep the stoke level high. Um, And, you know, for any of us in the fitness industry, especially the endurance sport industry, uh, whether you're working with beginners, amateurs, or elites, the more professional, the more money comes into the top level of the sport, the more trickle down effect it's going to have. So if the Tour de France Femmes of XWIFT is doing really well, that's going to help any of us who are small businesses working with cyclists, especially if we're trying to work with women cyclists. So we all have skin in the game for wanting to make this stuff go. So definitely keep an eye out, cheer it on. Uh, Yeah that's all I've got for you today I will see you in two weeks with another awesome episode thanks so much for tuning in and thank you so much for any ratings reviews subscriptions all of that means so much uh thanks so much bye